0: Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource that is filled with resources to help you on your healing journey. We specifically focus on Christian women who are rebuilding their lives after abuse, but so many of the topics that we discuss and the interviews that I conduct are um, pertinent to people who maybe don't meet that description. Today, I wanna take a little bit of time to unpack and process the first annual Held and Healed Retreat. We just had this this past weekend here in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. And I just wanted to share some of my thoughts, um, my reflections about that retreat. Also, this will be something I can just send to my friends who prayed for that event and they can hear all about it instead of me repeating, over and over again um, all the good things that went down so I am grateful to the women who came Um, some traveled a great distance to be here and I'm always in awe of how far and to what measures women will go to be in safe community and I do hope and pray that each one felt that it really seemed like most of the women wanted to be there It appeared that there were great connections being made. Of course, I could not be there for every conversation. And um, I can't tell you every single thing that went down. But from where I was standing and observing, I saw some amazing just connection and community being built. And that makes my heart very happy. The only downside to hosting this event is that I was very... um, caught up, I guess, or yeah, I was just, there were a lot of details that needed to be covered. So I was not able to sit and talk one-on-one with many of the ladies. So that's the only part of the retreat that was difficult for me. But what was happening is exactly what needed to be happening. They were making connections with one another. And it's just a reminder to me that one of the roles that I play is being a connector. I love to help people find. I love to help women find their future BFF. <laughs> I do not play matchmaker with couples. That is a job that is for God and God alone. But I do like to tell women, you know, you are into this and you're interested in this and this is something you're passionate about. And over here is another soul sister who has similar passions or a similar story. And I feel like the two of you can put your heads together and do some great things with your stories and helping women. So I do enjoy being that connector, and this weekend was an opportunity to uh, do that for 60 women from at least eight states, maybe more states than that, but when we were listing them, um, they came as far away as Chicago. We would have had someone, I think, from Oklahoma, but she had an injury and wasn't able to join us. There was a lot of, at the last minute, people who were not able to come, but in the place of those women, other local ladies were able to step into those spots here comes the train. I planned that so well. So I just kept praying, Lord, you know, let the ones who need to be here, be here. Um, of course, so many needed to be here that weren't able to be here. So I'm not, I'm not like spiritualizing the fact that there was sickness and there was injury and other, you know, crises type things, because those women could have benefited greatly from being here as well. So for the benefit of those who were not able to attend, If you are connected with me on Facebook, we did a couple things live on my personal profile just so they could be shared. So on Friday evening, we have the worship clip. That was the first time that I was able to physically stand and lead worship in four and a half years. So that was a pretty significant thing for me. It wasn't like a super long drawn out session of worship, but it was just the perfect amount that I didn't feel like I was going to, (laughs) sorry trains trains he'll blast his horn a couple more times because there are driveways he has to pass through i apologize this is real life recording in a non-soundproof room someday i'll have a soundproof room so anyway all that to say i led worship twice this weekend with two friends and that was meaningful for me because that is something that because of sickness because of crisis in my life Because of trauma associated with um, the last church that I was a part of. um, I just, I haven't been able to lead worship in that capacity for a while. So I feel like the Lord is just calling me back to, what am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with the gift of worship? And I've always had a passion to take it to those who will not come to church. And I think about those in nursing homes, the homeless maybe the incarcerated, like there's just so many people that don't have um, that type of blessing or service brought to them and they cannot physically get into a church building. So I'm asking God, what does that look like? Another thing I really love to do and I feel it is a sacred thing and it's a very special honor to stand by someone's bedside when they pass from this life to the next. And so I've done some um, bedside worship vigils for a couple of people. And I'm just asking the Lord, you know, if he has more opportunities like that for me, just to stand there, hold space, be quiet. (laughs) And then when the time is right to lead a couple of hymns or worship songs that were maybe very precious or dear to that person. So that was, that was Friday night. We also had a panel of ladies, um, most of them came from Called to Peace Ministries. And then Rebecca Davis came. Um, she's the author of the Untwisting Scriptures books as well as many other books. And so we had a panel that night. We, I just really felt it was important to keep things as light as humanly possible. So you're coming together with trauma survivors, abuse survivors. How light is that going to be? But I think it's very important that we have balance where it is possible to have balance so we kicked off the evening with the panel the first question was sharing our most embarrassing moments and we're just going to hold that as um, something that was shared in that and what shared there stays there (laughs) but my friend who is a wonderful photographer she captured so much of the joy of that session and we were I mean we were laughing and laughing and laughing and I felt like that was a really important way to kick off the weekend um, just to help women feel at ease to know that even though the things we were going to be tackling were very difficult topics very painful topics probably trigger inducing topics that we also need to laugh we have got to find ways and opportunities to laugh and to experience joy, even in the midst of deep, deep sorrow. So we shared our most embarrassing moments, and then we went on to tell our stories in five minutes. Now, that's complicated. And I could tell for some it was a challenge, but we don't want to share all the details and trigger every single person that's in that room. So the ladies did a great job of just kind of touching on the key points of their stories. And then, um, oh, we ended up with sharing our favorite, like, trigger buster coping mechanisms for, like, self-soothing, self-calming. That segment did get recorded for the Held and Healed group. So if you happen to be in the Held and Healed group, you can find that clip from Friday night. Some really great Suggestions, anything from Kegel exercises to blasting worship music while washing dishes to blasting worship music, period, Um, journaling. I mean, there were just uh, all kinds of things. And I really wanted that to be shared at the top end of the retreat so that as women proceeded through the weekend, they could draw upon that wisdom. I had coloring sheets laid out that they were welcome to grab the coloring sheets and the colored pencils and use that as a self calming. They were also given permission and freedom to get up and walk around and not be in the room if it was too overwhelming. So we just, we gave a lot of freedom, a lot of grace. So let me tell you a little bit <coughs> excuse me, about the setting that we were in. So I knew that it was important to have this retreat in a non-church-affiliated location because the vast majority of the 60 ladies that were there, some have encountered and experienced domestic marital violence, some have encountered um, childhood trauma, sexual abuse, but the common vein and the common thread for almost all of us, I, I don't know if there was any woman that was sitting there that hasn't experienced spiritual abuse. I can't speak for all 60 of them, but I, from what I know of most of these women and their stories, most of those women, probably 90% or more, have experienced the heartbreak of spiritual abuse. And so it's really important to have this in a setting that wasn't going to trigger them, a memory of this church or that leader or you know, you know, so I was down in South Carolina, North Carolina at the call to peace retreat in May. And the morning that I was leaving, I was texting friends of mine who own this beautiful, beautiful wedding venue that's on the property where they live. And I just said, "Do you happen to have availability this fall, not thinking that that would even be an option. I mean, really, it's a wedding venue. Those get booked, you know, years in advance sometimes. And she's like, well, we happen to have September 10 through 12. And I said, I will take it. And I didn't even consult with people to see if that date suited. I was just like, the venue's available. We will make it work. So I live in the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia, and we were able to host this event at the lake at Cedar Hill, which is in a little area where I actually grew up. Even as a child, I was always in awe of the beauty of that side of the county. As we would drive to town, we would see the mountains and the valleys and the rolling hills and the farmland. And even as a child, I had the awareness that this place where I lived was beautiful and serene and God just like he put extra care into um, this land and to be able to sit on top of this hill and this beautiful barn with the doors open and the breeze blowing curtains these beautiful white billowy curtains and all these twinkly lights and to overlook the valleys and the mountain wow what an honor what a privilege to be able to take in and I also started praying in May for 75 degrees. I'm not kidding, you guys. <laughs> I am not kidding. I have a very specific temperature in mind that makes me happy. And I ask the Lord to bless us with good weather. And this is the time of year it could be 90 degrees or it could be 40. You just don't know. It could be one extreme or the other within the same 24-hour period. It could have been raining anything could have happened we've had quite a few storms come through lately and i just asked jesus to please bless us with 75 degrees and no rain and guys i'm telling you friday and saturday were perfection 75 ish maybe it crept up to 78 but it was absolutely beautiful and in the barn we had the shade cover we had the breeze it was majestic and then on Sunday, it was creeping up close to 90. And I was just so, so glad that the whole weekend had not been that hot. So we were in that setting. And then I I drew from an experience that I had a year ago. So I hosted in my home six ladies last September. It was for a business event, but God had something so much better in mind for us. And we ended up sharing our stories and having times of prayer and worship together and it was amazing and I felt like God put in my heart last September the desire to do something on a larger scale so here we are a year later and what I want to say about that is the thing that he's put in your heart run with it don't talk yourself out of it don't come up with the reasons not to do it there were so many reasons why I shouldn't try to do an event like this right now, but I felt like there were enough women who needed this, that I was going to press through the hard things and the challenges to make sure that this space was available. So from six women to 60 women in one year, anybody can do what I did. I I believe that anybody, if it's, if it's God's call and God's anointing and you have the passion and you have the resources and the help. You can do this. I didn't do this alone, by the way. And the other thing is that significant, also significant, is also September 12 was the one-year mark from when I launched the Held and Healed group on Facebook. I had no idea when we picked that date that that was the one-year mark. So a year ago on September 12th, I started this little group on Facebook that has now grown to over 700 women who really, truly want to grow and heal. I am in awe of God. (laughs) That's all I can say. So I wanted to take the feel of my living room and bring that into this space. I wanted it to just feel like a really big living room where we were all just sitting around. I don't like stages. I don't like platforms. I just really wanted this to feel like we were just cozy in my living room. But of course, my living room cannot hold 60 people. So I brought from my home decorations and when I created the space in my living room in my family room it is centered around the verse Zephaniah 3 17 about the Lord is with you he, re- he delights in you he rejoices over you with singing he quiets you with his love and from that scripture I took the whole idea of singing and birds and gardens I also have a beautiful sign that my friend made me that has the lyrics of I sing because I'm happy I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches me. And so I took the one word blocks that I have throughout my house that represent the one word that he's given me for different years of my life. I took bird cages from my house and then also bird cages that a friend had from her wedding and my little birdies and my little artificial plants because I have artificial plants, because I can't keep real ones alive, and I just created (coughs) simple centerpieces around every table with things that came from my home, and it made it feel very homey, and then at each table, at each place setting, they received my um, Jesus He's Enough poem, and the artwork on this poem is also viney, gardeny, and little hummingbirds, and don't you know, (laughs) we had hummingbirds in the barn this weekend, So I just, I just love little, you know, just little ways that God confirms something. So let me read this poem to you. And I do have this for sale. Um, if you're interested in getting a copy of this poem, um, I'm going to have a link for my website and you can grab it there. It says, Jesus, he's enough. No other hand must I hold. No other voice need I hear. Jesus, he's enough. He has paid the price and ransomed my own life. Jesus, he's enough. He knows my pain. He wipes my tears. Jesus, he's enough. No temptation can I face that he hasn't already beat. Jesus, he's enough. My savior, my lord, my shepherd, my best friend, my comforter, my healer, my king eternal. Jesus, there's just something about that name. This poem was written in 2001, which is one of the darkest years of my entire life. It was written either before or after disclosure of finding out the most heart-wrenching and vile things about the person that I had trusted the most. And this poem, I have gone back to so many times in my life for the last 20 years, There have been moments that I have read it just because I knew it was truth and I needed it, but not because I actually believed it. And that's just honest. I'm being honest. And so I I wanted every woman to have this regardless of where she is. If she's on the other side where she can speak these words with just complete assurance and clarity, or if she's at the place that I was multiple times where she wasn't sure that she could read those words. So that is kind of what they came into and the setting that they had and um, just the this, this stage, for lack of a better word, the stage that was set was very much one of serenity and peace and comfort and beauty. So throughout the weekend, um, we came back on Saturday morning and had worship again that was with me and my two friends that helped me to lead. And then that morning, I tackled the systems and patterns of abuse. That particular session is not available publicly, but you can simply go back through this podcast. And I did a podcast about the systems of abuse recently. So I encourage you that if you have not become familiar with those systems, please do so. It's very, very important if you are working through healing and if you're working through it with someone else it's very important to understand that was a heavy session it was hard I felt like I was kind of the one that was delivering the bad news and then the rest of the weekend the other ladies were going to be delivering the good news and the solution so I basically started out by saying if your child was sick or if you were sick you would want to know the source of that illness and we really cannot heal from what we cannot name So I was the one that got to go through every single list and list off the characteristics and specific examples. It's not an exhaustive list, of course, but it just gives examples for each um, of the systems. And I kind of, in the middle of it, took a break to talk about some self-care things and then came back and finished the list. So my hope and my prayer was that it wasn't so heavy, that women felt overwhelmed. Several of them told me how validating it was. One friend told me that she is, you know, a student and a lover of information and knowledge. And so she basically felt like she was in a classroom just learning. But I didn't want it to trigger, trigger, trigger um, every single woman. Um, I know for me, I could check off almost every single box on that list. And I knew that there were a lot of women that felt that way. After that, (laughs) and this was planned, this was purposeful. After that, we took a four-hour break. And during that time, women could leave the property and go somewhere else. Some went to caverns that are close by. Some went downtown and just perused shops and restaurants. Some of us stayed on site. My massage therapist was there giving 15-minute chair massages. Uh, we had a wonderful art therapy activity that El Renee, who I interviewed, um, On this podcast about parental alienation, she came and offered her gifts to us as an artist and helped the women to create these beautiful, beautiful canvases. We just had the opportunity to sit around and talk and get to know each other. So I planned that time purposely to give women time to decompress, to give them time to do something fun, and I heard good feedback on that, and I will incorporate that same concept in future events and then we came back that evening and rebecca davis gave us an amazing amazing session and um, talk on spiritual warfare so that is listed publicly on my personal profile if you would like to just learn a little bit about her story and why she has been called to the ministry that she's called to and you can catch an incredible incredible session on spiritual warfare that really lit a fire in me. I will be honest, for the last five years, my prayers have been more in the form of tears. My prayers have been more in the form of weeping and wailing and Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But as far as like focused intercession, those times for me have been few and far between because I have just been, that's just where I've been. And I'm honest about that. But I feel like what she gave us the other night is a very powerful tool that we can now use. And she has a book that outlines the prayer that she shared that you can grab on Amazon. She just dropped the Kindle version um, to, to $2.99. So prayer for armor, prayer of armor. I cannot remember the exact title, but I will try to grab that and put that in the show notes so that you can get get a hold of that. And I was just flying high after that just knowing that I have something to take me kind of to the next level in my in my prayer life. Sunday morning we came together and Joy Forrest of Called to Peace shared her story and her journey and the ways that God used his word and worship to heal her heart. And that was just a powerful time of sharing and listening to her heart. And then we closed out... Um, Sunday afternoon with the same panel that started on Friday night. And we shared resources, healing resources that we love. And went back through and shared like any golden nuggets of wisdom um, with the ladies. So all in all, I feel like it was a great mixture of heavy versus light uh, fun versus not rest versus hard work. <laughs> I feel like it was just really a good blending of all the things. And I just want to shout out a gr- huge thank you. I always hesitate to do this because I'm afraid I'm going to forget someone. It's usually like a very obvious person, but thank you again to our hosts at the Lake at Cedar Hill. Thank you for the use of your beautiful property and for your just willingness to help us out throughout the week with little things that came up um thank you to everyone who hosted an out-of-town lady so that she could come and be budget friendly because a lot of women who are rebuilding especially after separation and divorce finances resources are extremely limited so thank you to the ones who hosted those women and thank you to the ones who sponsored those women um many of you reached out and said i can't come but i really want to help another woman get there thank you for that for making that possible. Thank you to each person who gave gifts so that each day, it just kind of worked out this way. It wasn't necessarily planned, but every day when they came to their table, there was a gift waiting for them. So my friend Kristen made these really nice lotion bars out of all natural, non-toxic ingredients. So they have just that little pampering thing. I was able to put my poem at their table. And then the next day, a friend named Carol donated these beautiful prayer journals for the women with the artwork was a woman in full armor kneeling. It was just very significant. She had no idea that we were going to be talking about spiritual warfare, but she knew that all these women are warriors. And then on Sunday morning, when the women arrived, they each received handmade goat milk soap and a CD from my friend, Joanna. So thank you to every person. Thank you to the food vendors. We had very yummy and healthy food and just I'm grateful to the the restaurants that helped us and worked with us through the numbers going up and the numbers going down and all the things that happen when you're planning an event. Thank you to each person who showed up with door prizes. I was in awe because I knew I had a couple of door prizes but multiple ones just came up to me throughout the weekend and handed me additional door prizes so that was fun and help with setting up and tearing down. So Those were two things that I physically did not have the stamina for. And I'm just grateful to people, whether it was me frantically calling on Thursday night saying, oh my gosh, I need help setting these tables up. Or it was me like ready to fall over at the end of Sunday and people just saying, how can I help? There's no way that Heather could have done this by myself. So thank you. I have an announcement to make. And when the link is prepared for the registration, I will share it. Haven't done this just yet, but September 9th, 11, 2022 is our next held and healed retreat. Just confirm the dates with our host. We will be able to have it in the same location next year. So September 9 through 11, 2022, I will have a rate for this year. And then in 2022, the rate will increase just a little bit because everything costs more money right now. So I want to give all my early bird people, um, a better deal. If you were someone who really 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 wishes you had been able to come, but just didn't work out, grab your registration. It will be limited to x amount of people because the space is limited and also because I just want it to be intimate. I don't want it to get too big too fast. So, um we will work with the space that we have and I am just I can't even imagine a year from now. If every woman goes out and shares with a woman and brings that woman back with her. um, Just the incredible ripple effects. I am a mere person. I'm a mere human being. I have fought health battles and all kinds of things this past year. But from my couch and from my bed, I was able to plan this retreat. So I just want to say to you, whatever it is that God has put in your heart to do, Find a way to do it because so many people are out there waiting to hear the hope that we have found. And what I heard over and over again this weekend is how amazing it was to be with women who understood. Most of the ladies that were present had never been in a setting before where they felt that seen, heard, understood, validated. And... That's what we want. We want women to know that they're not alone. We want women to know that there are others who will walk with them. Even if we're in the same you know, same place, on the same journey, we can still hold each other up. And there's something, it's both heartbreaking and comforting to know that others understand. We don't want anybody else to get it. We don't want anybody else to go through what we've been through. But when we know that she has, there's comfort in knowing that we don't have to explain it. We don't have to prove it. We don't have to rationalize it because she just gets it. So my heart and my prayer for 2022 is more of the same. So ladies, we welcome you September 9th through 11, 2022. I have not worked on speakers or verifying that. We just have the date and we have the location and I will work on the other details as time allows, but would love to see us max out the space that we have, and see more women come to experience the, the healing of that space. So thank you for letting me unpack a little bit and tell you a bit about the weekend. I believe that it will be heaven before we understand the full impact of this weekend. I believe that relationships were started this weekend that will become lifelong friendships. I think about several ladies who hosted women in their homes and just the bonds that were created in that short, short time and seeing how everyone is interacting on social media and they're friending each other and they're planning future, you know, get togethers with one another. That makes my heart just absolutely sing. So let me say a prayer for these women and for the rest of the women out there who are listening, who wish they had been able to be a part of this. Father, I thank you so much for meeting us in this time that we had together. I thank you for each lady that was able to attend. And Lord, I also think of the ones who for various reasons were unable to attend. Maybe the ones that wish they had been able to come, but circumstances just did not allow it. And I ask, Lord that you would make a way in 2022. If all the same ladies get to come back or if completely different ladies get to come back or a combination of the two, God, you know who's going to need this September of 2022 and I pray that you would go ahead of us into all the details and you would make a way for the ones that need to be here to be here. I pray for comfort this morning for anyone who is listening to this and just really feeling down that she did not get to experience this. I pray that you would meet her in that place right now and you would this very day show her someone else that is nearby that she can begin to have safe community with. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to help each other find that safe community and that people would push through their fears and push through the past and the triggers and the trauma to open up and to let somebody in i thank you god for your provision i thank you for your peace and your protection i pray this in jesus name amen (coughs) a whole lot of drywall dust and paint fumes going on in my house so i apologize for my scratchy throat today we're in the middle of some what began as minor renovation but then we found out that we need a new roof so (laughs) lots of um construction chemicals in the air (coughs) and i am just trying to um Be patient while I wait for my air purifier to arrive. So thank you for your time. And as always, ladies, you're welcome to find us on Facebook at the private group, Held and Healed Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. I'm excited to let you know that we do have some interviews coming up in the next couple of months with some advocates and some survivors. And I am excited to introduce you to them. And then we're going to probably start recycling and going back and interviewing the people that we've already interviewed because each one has so much more to offer. So thank you for being a part of this podcast. Thank you for sharing it. And I pray that you feel blessed today. You are held even as you are being healed. Blessings.